you are listening to the Discovery City Church Sermon Podcast. To learn more about us, including our location and service times, please visit us at discoverycitychurch.com. We hope this sermon will encourage and build your faith as you pursue God, community, and influence within your world. And now, the message from our guest speaker, Andy Van Volkenberg. Well, thanks for being here and thanks for having me uh, this morning. Um, Caleb is right. We've we've known each other for a little bit of time and uh, just grown to to appreciate one another. So I've been in in ministry for about ten years, and um, so that's a lot of messages, right? In ten years' time, um, speaking to young people, uh, mainly high school students, and a lot of uh, pulpit fill there for the pastor. Um, so it's been a great uh, a great ten years, and. Uh, today we're going to be in the book of Habakkuk, uh, or Habakkuk, right? Uh, or, uh, you know, I always, always was this name, you know, it was like a Star Wars name, you know, like Chewbacca or Habakkuk. <laughs> yeah, so Habakkuk has always been kind of a, um, a source that I could come back to um, just to know that he was going through some things in his life, and Habakkuk was... Uh, irritated, he was aggravated. Um, Habakkuk was a prophet. He was a he's a he's a minor prophet, is what we would say. Um, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't a good prophet. Um, we put that label on him. So there's major and minor prophets, but he's a minor prophet based off of the length of the book. All right, it's just three chapters, and we'll cover those three. Um, not every single verse, right? But it says this, the burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. So this is where he's at. Habakkuk sees something, and he's seen it for a long time, and it's start, and he's starting to get a little irritated, right? And so, and maybe there's something in our lives that we see and that we are struggling to get rid of, or something that's holding us back, right? Or maybe there's something going on with our family, or with our finances, or with our job, right? And we see this thing, and it's beginning, it's beginning to irritate us, right? And this is kind of where Habakkuk is. Habakkuk has a trial here. And this is what he says. He says, O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out to thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. He says, Why do you show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and they are there that rise up strife or gossip and contention. So the modern day uh, preacher Habakkuk sees, and he's beginning to tell God, and he says, hey, listen, God, um, I'm trying to tell Judah, that's who he is talking about, um, about these people. about you, but they are not listening. They are not doing anything that I'm telling them to do, but rather they are living in deep, deep sin, and I'm struggling. And so God responds back to Habakkuk's trial, and he tells him. He says uh, this in verse number five. He says, Behold, ye among the heathen, and regard, and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days, which you will not believe, though it be told to you. So God comes back to Habakkuk, and he says, Hey, listen, <laughs> um, here's the game plan, right? And he says, You wouldn't believe it unless I was actually t- 
telling you what I'm about to do. So this is what he tells him. He says, For lo, I shall rise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess dwelling places that are not theirs. Habakkuk (laughs) goes from being distressed to now he is in despair, right? God says, all right, Habakkuk, yes, I can see the people of Judah and they are not doing what is right. So here's what I'm going to do, all right? You know your hometown? I'm just going to march an army through it and wipe it out. And so Habakkuk is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about this for a moment, right? Hey, let's, let's backtrack. Um, maybe there can be another plan, right? Uh, I got an idea. <laughs> maybe we can be like, um, everybody just listen to God and everything will be fine, right? <laughs> but no, God says, hey, listen, I know that they continue to ignore me, right? And so this is what I'm going to do. The Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, I'm going to march them through and they're going to wipe out your hometown. And so we can kind of relate to this. Um, Think of your own hometown, right? Think of here in America. Think of 9-11, right? When we were like, that just happened on our turf and it hit home with us, right? Sure did. And so Habakkuk is now in despair, and he tells God in verse number 12. He says, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? He says, We shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them for judgment, and O mighty God, you have established them for correction. Right? So he says, uh, in verse number 13, Thou art pure of eyes than to than to behold evil and cannot look upon iniquity. Wherefore, lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously and hold thy tongue that the, man, that the wicked devours the man that is more righteous than he. So Habakkuk says, you're not really going to do this. We're just talking about it, right? We've been in these meetings where we've talked about things for a long time and nothing really happens, right? Well, um, Habakkuk is like, so you're not really going to do this. He says, because um, you can't have somebody that is more wicked devour somebody that is more righteous. It doesn't make any sense. And Habakkuk is, is right in, in our mindset, right? In our mindset, we would think, well, God, I'm better than them, so why would you have them take us over, right? But sometimes... Well, not sometimes, but all the time. Uh, God's way is better than our way, right? And Habakkuk is struggling with this. So he says, how can you take somebody who knows you, right? Who knows you. And take somebody else who does not know you and wipe them out. How, how can you do that, right? Well, God says, hey, listen. This person right here who knows me knows better. Have we ever been there? <laughs> when we're doing something and we know better. Yeah, um, we know better than what we're doing, and we know that it's wrong. So this is what he goes on to say. Habakkuk says, hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to do it. In verse number or chapter number 2, he says, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to stay here. If you have had kids, you know 
that uh, sometimes that they throw fits and sometimes that they sit down and sometimes that they are uh, mad and they are irritated and they are throwing a fit because they haven't gotten their way and this is where Habakkuk is. Maybe the trial that we've mentioned as we started the lesson, the trial maybe that's something that you're going through in your life, whether it be through your home life, uh, whether it be a career change, whether it be anything that you... That, that you're struggling with. Um, sometimes we're, we get to this point in our life where we say, God, I'm no longer listening. God, I'm here and I'm going to stay here until you do something that's going to work for me, right? And this is where Habakkuk is. It's a dangerous place to be right here. It's a dangerous place to be sitting by yourself, you don't want any kind of encouragement or no people around you. You don't want anybody persuading you to follow Jesus, right? But you are just here and you're struggling. And so God says, hey, listen, this is going to happen. And so Habakkuk, time goes by and he says at the appointed time, and then go to verse number four, chapter two. He says, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him. Remember, we talked about that. He says, but the just shall live by his faith. So this is where it gets difficult, right? One time I was at a camp uh, called Camp Northland, and uh, we brought little campers there, Um what were they called, Kayla? Do you remember? The little ones? Pioneer Village. Yes. And they would make up names for every camper. So they are like, you are Tomahawk and you are Raging Chicken. You know, so they would make up names for every kid. So they loved it, right? I mean, they loved it. And so there was a big guy. His name was Bob. He was from another church, but we've seen him every year. And we got together as counselors and... um so the guy kind of facilitating the meetings, like, um, you know, what, what do we need to pray for, uh, gang? And so we're all sitting in there. And, um, you know, so we gave out some prayer requests of, you know, some different campers that we had brought. And um, so, so we kind of huddle into some groups. And Bob is a very big man. I mean, Bob is huge. And so I kind of get down and I begin to pray. And Bob's in my group. And he is like hovered over me, you know, and, you know, his belly is on my back. So it's a little awkward, you know, and I can feel him breathing into my ear, you know. I'm like, what is going on right now? And he says, God, I'm just praying for these kids, man. And I was like, Bob is into it. And he says, God. Faith is, is just so hard. And I was like, the belly on the back, the breathing on the ears had gone away because Bob was right, right? Faith is, faith is tough. See, he says, he says, God, I know that when we get to heaven, we don't need faith anymore. And I was like, Bob is preaching here right he was exactly right man when you get to see him face to face there is no more faith there he is 
right? There he is where you can touch him, where you can feel his scars, right? Where you will get to see Jesus face to face. But right now in the midst, Habakkuk has got to live by faith. So what does this mean, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is hard because faith means that we have to put our trust into something. Faith means that we have to put our trust that Jesus, that you are indeed making the right decision for my life. Faith is saying, God, if this is the direction that you want me to go, I will do it. Faith is starting a church where there's two mega churches within five minutes. <laughs> That's tough. Faith is saying, I'm going to go and be a part of this. Faith is saying, I'm going to move my family because I believe in it, right? Yeah. Faith, faith has some things that works against it, right? Faith has some things that when you're like this, sitting in the corner like Habakkuk was, what roots up inside of him is called bitterness, and that's a faith killer. And some of us have that. We have that bitterness. I was with some teenage boys. We were building a fire. We were men. We make fire, right? So we were building a fire, and I had an old picnic table. And one of the boys was like, Andy, this thing is a is junky, you know? So we're like, okay. So we cut it up, and we got the power tools out, and we were snapping it with our legs because we thought we were cool. And I snapped one with my leg and it like flipped up and hit my shin. But I didn't say anything because you're like, don't say anything. You know, you don't want to look like the weak guy. Um, but anyways, man, it hurt, right? Uh, so we, we had, we had the night and, and we went in and, and, um, I showered up and the next day it had kind of scabbed over. And so I was like, all right. But then it had begun to get, to get red and like a little pussy. Oh, I don't even like saying that word, right? All right, just edit that out when, when you do that, All right? So I'm getting irritated because a couple days have gone by. And so I grab it and I squeeze my leg and outshot like a one-inch splinter out of my shin that I didn't even know was in there, right? And I was like, Oh, relief, right? For finally, when I squeezed that thing out, it shot up. And I was like, that's the grossest thing I ever seen. And my wife was like, that's the coolest thing I ever seen in my life. Because right? she's weird. So I grabbed that splinter. And it was a reminder to me of how bitterness can work its way in, right? Of how bitterness sets itself in as it begins to get irritated and red. And it frustrates us. And we sit back and we say, God, not today. You know what bitterness is? It's a faith killer. And although sometimes we have to squeeze it out of our lives, and although times it's hard to get out of our lives, ultimately it's better for us because we have relief. Faith is tough, and do you live by faith when God is taking you through the trials, even as the trials that Habakkuk is going through? So Habakkuk says, God gives him the game plan in the rest of chapter 2. And we come to chapter 3 in verse number 1. Habakkuk 
says, in the midst of the trial, I must do something. In the midst of the trial, what is it that I should do to get through this? Because I want to live my faith, God. And so what are some steps? So how do I make this practical in my life? What are some steps that I need to do to walk by faith? Right. So it says this. The prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. Boy, how it's changed from one chapter to the other, right? Habakkuk has come to a realization that he says, hey, you know what, God? Um, I no longer want to sit in bitterness, but I want to be a part of the solution. And I think that's why y'all are here, right? I think some of you wanted to start a church plant and be a part of the solution, right? I want to be a part of something great. Yeah. So Habakkuk says, I'm no longer going to be a part of this, but I'm going to be a part of the solution. And God, you know what the first thing that should be in my life? Not complaining, not trying to figure it out on my own, even though we do that very often. But the first thing I should do in my life is pray. God, how would you want me to direct this team of people? How would you want me to go about this in my life? God, I'm struggling with a teenager in my life. What are some things that I can get involved in? What are some things that I can take this time in which I don't like what I do and substitute it with something that's filled with you, right? So he says, God, first off, I'm going to pray. And so to walk by faith, the first thing that we have to do is we have to make prayer the number one priority in our life. We have to. Prayer is always number one. So in the midst of the trial, Habakkuk begins to pray. And the game plan is established. And we go all the way to verse number 16 of chapter 3. So he says this. He says, when I heard my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness had entered into my bones, and I trembled in myself. He says, that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. To walk by faith, we have to make a clear-cut decision to pray. But secondly, to walk by faith, we have to rest in full confidence of the Lord. Learn to rejoice through the negativity, right? Learn to rejoice through the negativity. Uh, yesterday, I got up at uh, about 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. That's not typical for me. Um, but I'm on a, the Pro Football Hall of Fame committee, and so uh, we got to meet all the pro football players there in Canton and part of my responsibility is to get them on to their vehicles to go into a parade which is kind of a cool thing for the community so needless to say after that and then traveling here to Columbus and spending some time with family and um, we were set up in uh, Joshua's bed that's where I was at if, if y'all are familiar with little Joshua I was in his bed and it is much smaller than my bed at home right um, but I got in that bed and never once did I think, well, this bed hold me up, right? <laughs> I never once thought that, right? Actually, I slept really, really good because I was extremely tired, right? The same confidence that I had in that bed that it would hold me up the entire night is the same confidence that Habakkuk had in God, right? He says, God, um, I'm going to trust you through this. Even though I know that you're going to invade with the troops, I'm going to trust you through this. He says, so even through... The negativity, I have got to find ways to rejoice. So not only do we 
how we walk by faith is that we pray is the number one, but we have to rest in full confidence of the Lord making known that we are, re- that we are rejoicing through the negativity. So verse number 17 says this, he says, Although the fig, the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall the fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. In other words, things are going to get bad. <laughs> there's no gas, there's no food, there's no money, and, and there's a world where there's no McDonald's. It's chaos, right? Yeah. So he says, hey, listen, although all of these things are going to happen, and I know because I am, I'm fearful, and that's okay to have those emotions. He says, I'm fearful, God, and, and I want you to know that. And I know that these bad things are going to happen. But then he says, yet, in verse number 18. He says, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Boy, that's a good verse right there, isn't it? I mean, when, when we have come to our, a point in our lives when we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, and those times in our lives where we may be kind of shrugging our shoulders and crossing our arms, we can come back to realize that I want to rejoice in my God. I want to rejoice in the God of my salvation, right? So number three, to walk by faith, we have to rejoice in the Lord. In other words, we have to trust God for our next steps, right? Yeah, because sometimes they're unseen. Sometimes you have a really, really great week, and the next week is not so much. And that's okay. That's a part of life, and that's a part of development, right? Sometimes there's hiccups, and sometimes there's better ways, and sometimes we figure those things out. But we have to be open to this, to these ideas that God has given us, to be always progressing, right, as we, as we even sung about this morning. Yeah. God wants us to continue to progress in a fashion that would make him more like his son Jesus, right? And that's the goal for our lives. You see, the will of God is the same for all of us, right? But the plan that God has for our lives is all different. Sure. And so the will is to be more and more like Jesus, to know his son Jesus in an intimate and a personal level. And I hope that you've done that, that you've asked Jesus to come into your life and that you rejoice in that salvation. He says, I will joy in the God of my salvation. To walk by faith means to pray, to rest, and to rejoice to make a clear-cut decision, to learn to rejoice through the negativity, and to trust God for our next step. Would you bow your head with me just for a moment? And we'll just, we'll just stay right at our seats, and we'll just pray uh, just for a moment. And maybe, and I'll give you just a moment there of silence for you to pray. But would you bow your heads? Father God, we, we are so uh, thankful for um, the vision that you have here for Discovery. And Lord, I pray that you would take this church, and there are a lot of people in the Columbus area that need a relationship with you. And so, Father, I pray that you would 
help build up this team and this congregation. Father, the trials that they may be currently going through or some successes that they've had, I pray that you would just continue to use them and bless them. But Father, it starts as as individuals. And Father, I know that we have things going on in our lives, and I know that you have asked us to walk by faith, and so I pray through some practical applications of Habakkuk that we can do that. So Father, help us to to walk by faith, knowing that you are always with us, knowing that we don't have to solve everything on our own, knowing that you have indeed surrounded us with good people, but our first and most important thing on the list is prayer. So Father, help us to be better prayer warriors for you. Help us to communicate what we've done through the day for you. Help us to communicate and build on our relationship with you. Father, help us in our devotional time as we get to spend with you. Father, the trials of our life begins to look very minute when you are in control. And so, Father, help us to rest in full confidence of you. And Father, as we rest in the full confidence of you kind of waiting and we know that that may be a struggle and that may be a difficult time in our life, we have to pick out those great positive moments even though there may be negativity that surrounds us. And so, Father, help us to rejoice. Help us to rejoice in all the situations because, Lord, there are always things to rejoice that you have done for us in our lives because we are a blessed people and we live in a blessed nation. So, Father, grow us, consume us with your love, empower us to lead others to Jesus. And, Father, I pray that you would just take the next few moments and that the people here at Discovery City would just really connect with you. Father, you are good. You are so good to us. Help us to apply your word. Help us to live for you. Help us to love others. Help us to serve others. Help us to be a light in this community. Thank you for what you're doing for us. In your precious name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Discovery City Church podcast. If you've been impacted by this ministry and would like to help us continue to help others, you can give online at discoverycitychurch.com slash give.